Because today is Friday As always, it's a pleasure to be on air with everyone listening in And today will be nothing short of a fantastic show, I'm sure Because we're on air with Fantastic Fridays with Jazzy Sterling Powell and Sunny on Loudmouth Radio And today is April 10th, 2020 And everybody everywhere, I hope everyone is safe, sound somewhere that they're comfortable and that they can tune in, whether it's live right now or if you tune into these archives. You're in for an amazing showcase this morning and afternoon because we are doing our broadcast from both sides of the world. We're out here on the Pacific Coast as well as Sterling is checking in on our East Coast. What's up, everyone? Good morning, Sterling. Good morning and happy Good Friday to everyone and fantastic Friday. It is Good good Friday. Friday. Yes, it is. Can I tell you, I don't even know. (laughs) I just know today is Friday. I really didn't know the date. I had to look at my switchboard and look at the time. No, it is Good Friday. It is Good Friday. I just came from church, honey. Oh, yes. Good Friday, and we're having fantastic Friday on Good Friday. Yes. Exactly. Hi, Jazzy. Hi, Sterling. Oh, my God. It's been so many months and months and months. And Sundays and Fridays. And Sundays and Mondays and all of that in between, girl. (laughs) I mean, now, somebody posted yesterday, you know, we've all been living on social media more so than we ever have before. And somebody posted yesterday that the new names are this day, that day. uh, What was the other thing? This day, that day, uh, the other day, yesterday, <laughs> all the days around. All the days are running together. They're all blending together, but we are extremely happy to be here online on Loudmouth Radio Network with our co-hosts and all of our listeners worldwide. We are so excited and that grateful. we have this opportunity. Absolutely. I want to tell you guys, you know, for the most part, 
I know that people like been, you know, hitting us up. I was like, yo, are you guys going to be broadcasting? And, you know, as this pandemic was growing up, it was things that was happening so fast. It, it was it was just unreal. I'm sure everyone is still feeling like, okay, are we in the twilight zone? Is this really real? And um, unfortunately, it is. Um, everyone is making their judgments. I got to shut something down. I did a boo-boo. I guess Sterling is trying to figure himself, trying to pick his way out right there. So, um, you know, everyone was really just coming and, and, and hitting us up, on whether it was Facebook, social media, um, text message, and, and phone calls. And we are so grateful for you guys inquiring and asking us. Um, you know, just checking in with us and saying, okay, I know that you guys have been a little silent, and, you know, what does that mean? And and so for us, I know Jazzy and I was having this discussion um, prior to and all the way up until right before we went on air, how we've just been trying to process um, so much that's been going on, and there's been so much noise. Um, and when I mean by noise, I just mean that uh, there's been quite a bit of media chatter from the mainstream media. There's a lot of conversation that's being had in smaller, intimate circles. Of course, social media has, has become a platform that has allowed us to be able to um, speak in depth about, you know, what we're dealing with. And so um, you want to be mindful. Uh, I think one of the things that I've automatically uh, started thinking about and feeling was, um Mental, just the mental capacity of where people were. Even myself, um, Sterling, you back with us? I'm back with you. If you've got me, I had a mute. Oh no, we heard you, honey. We heard, we heard you. In, okay. In, 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 well, in, in, we can hear so, you clear. I mean, the, the, the thing that is so crazy with social media and social distancing is that we are so close with social media with each other. And now they're asking us to stay apart from each other. And I think that that makes social media even more um, important for us. Because it's a way for us to stay in touch. I know that it's the way I'm keeping in touch with everyone around the world. Because I have people, I mean, really, I have friends around the world. You know, my partner is actually in Medellin in Colombia. And um, I'm here in the U.S. because of the travel ban. And um, it's it's without social media today, I think when you're talking about being locked inside, we'd all be going stir crazy. We'd be crazy. We would be honestly crazy without social media. And I think this is a time, Sterling, as you're saying that people who talked about, oh, you know, social media is the devil and People stay on social media all the time, and, you know, you should just sit down and have a conversation. Now, mind you, that is true. We do need physical connection, but can you just imagine if we did not have social media right now? Don't get me wrong. We would still talk on the phone, but this has been a connection for business, for personal, for news. I mean, it has been our lifeline right now. I was speaking with the pastor at church uh, before I left, and, I mean, it's a new day, I mean, because they are broadcasting on Facebook Live, 
that's how, so if, the, if, if social media and all this is the devil, well, right now the devil's, the devil's handbook He's is helping, helping the Lord's work get out there. And don't forget, we have to remember that, you know, the devil believes in God. Okay. okay. This is true. He knows who that's he our belief is the Lord Almighty is. Okay. This and is the time if, now if, if that people media, are going to know for social, sure. <laughs> if we didn't have social media to be able to broadcast the word out there, and mm-hmm. I mean all the word, if we couldn't talk to our, our friends, our neighbor, our family, to be able to broadcast not only the news, the events that are going on, updating us on the virus itself, updating us on the numbers, on what we can do to protect ourselves, take care of ourselves. I mean, I, like I said, I, I think that we would all be going still crazy because you couldn't make enough phone calls. No, you couldn't, honestly. And I think um, just like the Internet shuts down and has been shutting down, has been sketchy, thank God for those that are in IT who are keeping us connected. And actually, thank God for the um, the phone services, T-Mobile, Sprint, Verizon, Boost, and the, the whole nine that yes. have set, sent out messages that said we're committed to making sure that you stay connected because right now that would be a bigger pandemic <laughs> for all of us to be in a space where we could not connect to one another for this duration would be absolutely crazy. Like, I can't even understand it. I can't imagine it. I don't know if your senator is doing this, but I know Senator Rick Scott here in Florida is doing a uh, phone uh, conference call with with every we can call into his office and sign into it and then he you can call in and he updates that um weekly you know actually every so many days but um I mean that's what I said we live in such magnificent times with communication that it, it does amaze me that we didn't get a faster grip on this and thank Thank goodness and thank the Lord that we are getting a hold of wrapping, you know, around it. And hopefully that in the next few weeks um, we'll see a turnaround. Uh, We'll get to, I think, I'm sure we're going to address this more. But, um, you know, that's the big thing is that if we didn't have the communication to be able to know um, when the, when the, uh, this is going to spike. They say it's going to be summer now, and that we're going to be having to stay in, uh, you know, stay in, in, stay in home even longer because they don't really have the plan. That's that's yeah. the thing that amazes me. How are we to jumpstart this economy if they don't know when we're going to get a vaccine? And when I'm going to get vaccined and be able to not go back out. And if I'm safe at home right now, okay, so I go back out, but I get, I meet somebody that is a silent carrier and we've got the second wave going. Exactly. And that's the fear right now. um, There's a lot of conversation that's being had about um, how Trump is trying to push people to go back out. 
And the sad part about it is that we have not even got to a point where we've locked down. We haven't unified as a country um, to where we've safely secured, you know, within our state borders. So there is going to be the inevitable. Um, They talked about what's happening now mid-April, that the influx and the surge of infection was going to increase because of what took place weeks ago where people were not abiding by the the consensus of staying in. You know, we had a ton of spring breakers right down there with you, Sterling, in Clearwater, you know, Miami Beach. Um, Tons of people were out from all over the, from wherever you can only imagine, um, that are returning back to their home states and have prospectively intermingled with other people. So the contagion aspect of this is real. We're looking at um, the fallout of what was happening in the height of activity in March. Um, one of the things that I think that is is so scary is that there has not been a clear message. Um, a friend of mine on, on Facebook was just making a comment today about how ironic, you know, you don't t- see TMZ or the news really uh, covering this to the perspective of seeing what's happening um within the hospitals and, and all those different things, and people were saying, well, you know, the HIPAA laws and da-da-da-da-da, but really and truly what's so ironic to me is that you're seeing people publish people who have died. You're seeing names. You're seeing faces. We've seen, you know, CNN in war zones. I mean, bombs are going off. And, and so I kind of, it made me think. I was like, well, you know what, Lisa got a point. Um We'll only well, don't really get me be... started about the whole the, the war zone because the amazing the amazing thing here is we have the most power, and I think we we talked about this online, you and I, all of us before the show. We have the most powerful military, and it's basically almost bankrupt us. You know, I mean, the yeah. the fact that we spend billions and billions, sixty some percent of our economy goes to our military. But uh, this flu has brought our nation, has brought the world to its knees, and our military is useless. Wow. And we've spent billions, but we don't have face masks. We don't have gloves. We don't have the ventilators. I mean, this is what I said. This is 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 what's amazing. The basic thing for welfare. Yes. I agree, Sterling. You and I both know that the glo- they're, they're say- they just released 22 minutes ago that, they're the- that the death toll hit 100,000 globally, okay, and that we've- we're at 1.6 million around the globe. And you and I both, all of us know that that is nowhere near the, re- the true count of who's exactly. infected and how many have died because we don't have the test. We don't have the numbers coming in, and but we have the largest military. God forbid that we don't have the biggest aircraft carrier. <laughs> we don't have the biggest plane. I am so happy that I have that damn aircraft carrier sitting in there that's full of six feet men right now. <laughs> I'm so happy that I have that $35 billion aircraft carrier. Yes. Yes. And you know what? And, and the saddest part, the saddest part about it. Don't you feel safer? 
Shoot. No. <laughs> you sitting here feeling just crazy. But go ahead, Jazzy. But you know what? The saddest part about it is, um, thank God for our military service men and women. Thank God for them standing ready at all times to serve our country. But even they are frustrated, you know, because when you are in the military, when you're in any organization, business, relationship, we can say this to anything, you are looking for organization and leadership. I'm not talking dictatorship. Um, We're not going to talk dictatorship. Okay, we're talking leadership. We're talking about people who are in position to make things better for the organization, for the country, for the business, right? Everybody has a skill. Everybody has a place. Everybody is important in, in, in the scope of the organization running well. So when you have, like you said, Sterling, when you have billions in for the military and basically um, one of our business partners in travel was a former um, officer in the military and he talks about this all the time and he says the preparation is always for war they're fighters however there is a logistics that's in place to prepare them for any situation Right. So if we're investing billions and billions of dollars in our military, what can they do to keep peace and keep order while they're waiting for hopefully what would never happen is war? But that's what they're there for. So when you have a chemical war and now you've invested billions of dollars into your military and you're not even protecting your military. I mean, can we just talk about what is happening on the Navy ship? Yeah, they're not even taking it their own personnel. They can't even take care. And I, and when I'm, uh, when I said, when I'm kind of attacking the the budget is more than the military itself. I am not attacking personnel. I, I, my father served, and there is nothing that I respect more than the people exactly. that serve in the military. And but that's so why I say even they are be... frustrated, Sterling, because yeah. they know that the billions of dollars have gone in the military. You can't even protect the people who are serving. This, you know, it's, I don't it's want ludicrous. that to be because I'm not attacking those who serve. Not at all. I'm not attacking yeah. those who serve. Yeah. I'm just saying that it's ridiculous that we spend this kind of money to yeah. protect us as a as a as a nation, but we we have misjudged what we should be. I mean, the fact that we know and we know for a fact that our election was hacked. I don't care what anybody says. We know that it was hacked. And now we have this virus attacking um, us personally, each in our, our own citizenship. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. You're right. It's crazy. This is it's true. A, I'm going to tell you something. money that we do, I mean, and I think, didn't they just ask for like $788 billion in the new budget for the military? It's it's a tremendous wow. amount. And and you know what? It's, it's not 
warranted right now. There's no. It's it's weird because you know the conversation has been that he's trying to ignite the fact of being a wartime president and all those types of things. And for our armed forces, it's so crazy because it's not the typical aspect of approach to to the to the aspect of war that we've grown to be accustomed to. And as civilians, um, Jazza said, you know, we were talking a couple of weeks ago, and, I, and I've said this for a long time, we're the most ununited United States. And now it, it does seem that, you know, we the people have had to turn around to communicate with you one another. You better preach. You better preach. Say it again. We, we the people have had to come together and educate and, and share with each other enlightenment because we have been told and misguided so much of the way. Um, and it's been evidence that this thing has been on our on our, on our ground since September. So there was awareness uh, of the outbreak. There was awareness of the, of the probability of issues. Um, there was already things that were um, being spoken behind closed doors. And basically, we just was left to let the fallout and, and, and deal with it when you couldn't ignore it, you know, um, which is not acceptable, which is not acceptable at all. You've allowed the, the, the embodiment of a, of a country to fall prey to a situation that should have been better contained. You know, when you look, I haven't looked at the numbers um, prior to going on air. Um, they've been staggering. But, Sterling, what's amazing, um, China had over 80,000 people that became infected, over 72,000 recovered. That they say. Okay. Which is not even a tenth percent of their, of, of their population. Um, and they've had less than 10,000 deaths. And then you look at the rest of the world spiraling, Italy, Spain, the U.S., I don't know. Have we surpassed Spain? Have we got to the point where we surpassed Spain? It was we just reported yesterday. I think we surpassed everyone. Well, it was it was stated yesterday in the news. I think CNN, uh, and I'll double check that. But I think it was CNN that posted that New York has surpassed all other countries. Do you hear what I said? Wow, countries. Wow, yes. Just one state. I'm going to tell you, with that being said, that just goes to show you um, systematically the divide. You know, uh, there was a Newsweek article um, that was that was actually published a few days ago, and this, this professor spoke highly about the factor of our weakness that the U.S., we can't afford not to have unified health care. And this pandemic is showing... Um, you know what, I, I, let me make sure, I, I know we have some listeners that are listening in, and I know we kind of dive and we're right into it, so I want to... Because we missed each yes, other. we have, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting some messages on Facebook that some people are trying to talk in. So for one, if you're listening in online and you would like to be a part of the conversation, dial in to 347-826-7520, and then once you do that, if you hit the one on your keypad, it will allow me to know that you would like to speak to us right on air. So you must hit the one on your keypad, and that will allow us to bring you in. And just let us know your name and where you're calling from, and we'll be more than happy uh, to, to bring you into the conversation. Jazzy, um, and, and the, the total cases in New York, where I'm looking right now, 
is at 170,512 with fatal 7,067. That was the update wow. that they just gave. Now, let me what, what was that number, Sterling? Now, that, um, in New York, in New York, uh, it is 170,512 active or Active right now, 147,211. Recovered, 16,234. And the, the fatalities were 7,067. Now, wow. in... Um, so you make sure to post that. Post that, Sterling, on our, on our page. Well, so that we and, um, and you wanted to know for Spain... Uh, let me see if I can get for the whole country. We have a caller. I'm going to uh, go ahead and bring our caller in. They've been trying to get our attention. I've only got Madrid. Um, I, can't get, I can't get the whole country of Spain. Okay. okay. Well, caller, would you please tell us your name and where you're calling from? You're live on Live My Radio. Hello, Sony. This is Dr. Hassan Z calling from San Francisco. Dr. Z. Doc Z, welcome back to the show from Slow Time. Slow Time. Good morning. Happy <laughs> Friday to you. Fantastic Friday. Thank you uh, so much for doing this show. And uh, I thought I'll just uh, tell a little bit uh, my message to the American people and whoever is listening. Um, I would just like to say that. Uh, please do not pay a lot of attention to the numbers because numbers <laughs> are right now being exaggerated. Didn't I say if it's real? Right. I just, yeah. Everything is subject right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, like, I would say that people should uh, really think and focus and stay inside and take care of themselves and stay safe, uh, but also like don't go too crazy about the numbers. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Z, just, just for our listeners, can you give a little bit of your background? And, and those um, that are listening, Dr. Z um, came on our show a few years ago, and so we do have that archive, and so you can go back and hear the, the detail of his Story, but I would love for you to just give a brief background of who, so, um, what, and how you got here. Yeah, so uh, I am a medical doctor from Pakistan, and uh, ever since I was a little boy, I always wanted to make films. So uh, I finished my medical school, became a doctor, and then I came to America 20 years ago and I started making films. I have made four feature films and my films have been released in theaters all over the country. I have been written up in New York Times, Village Voice, and my films are about human empowerment and gender equality. So uh, I was about to make this new film. It's called Ghost in San Francisco. And if there was no coronavirus, we would be shooting the film. Our shooting date was April 8th onwards. To We were sh supposed to be shooting from April 8th to April 20th and finish the film shooting. By April 20th, we had some uh, stars from... Uh, we had Felissa Rose uh, from, uh, from the movie Sleepaway Camp. We had 
Kyle Lauder from Days of Our Lives and Dave Sheridan from Scary Movie. So we have wow. made a lot of progress. Um, I have made a lot of progress in my career bringing in these stars for my new film, Ghost in San Francisco. But now we are waiting just like anybody else to see right. when the businesses open up and we are able to shoot the film again. So how has, other than having to stop, um, like all of us, you know, uh, you know, Sunny, myself, and Sterling, we're all travel agents, so we have been hit in the belly. Um, yeah. We're a radio host, of course. I just had opened a hair salon at the end of November, so we've all been hit, right? Yes. And we've all had yes. to listen to the fakest news. Be fake, the Trevor, please. <laughs> the fakest news that has ever been created outside of making film and production. <laughs> so I know. We've and all had this... to depend on each other. Really. Absolutely. Truly, we've all had to depend on each other to, to, to find out what's going on with our neighbors and in our communities just so that we're able to figure out how we can either help or stand down or like you said, stay in the house. What have you seen in your community? Um, I know you're in California. We're now in California as well, different parts. So we've 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 got a governor that said, no, this is how it's going to be. Bam. Right from the beginning. So what have you Shut seen in your community? Well, I have been uh, I have been staying inside and you know you have to follow the laws uh whatever the laws you know you have to trust your government and the laws you have to follow them but at the same time you know i also like to think and i like to wonder like what is happening to us like why are we all being caged and why why do we have to sit at <laughs> home and not be able to do the things i mean in the history of uh, recent history of America, uh, everybody I talk to, nobody has been through this here in this country. So it's very, very like scary and shocking to be able to not do whatever we want to do in our lives. But at the same time, you know, I do think that there are some forces uh, which are creating a lot of havoc. And uh, I think that we should we should be aware and we should be thinking at least we can sit at home and think like why is this all happening to us are they going to do it again are they going to keep bringing these viruses every year and if it happens every year what are we going to do so right because we're right in an election year we're right in a we're right in a census 2020 we're in yes. an election year and yes. Dazi, you, you you're speaking, and this is why this this conversation is happening. There's been so many, you know, quote unquote, conspiracy theories, um, questioning, which we should, we should just all yeah, sit back because and just be like, you know, take it as usual. Um, yeah, I find it ironic. A lot you of, have, yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say yeah, yeah. That, that I know that the state of, of Wisconsin had a primary. The judge is still pushing the primary to go through in a height of something like this. And you're not supposed to go outside. Exactly. To even vote. But you're keeping the vote in place. So, yeah, so, so you know I what? Mean, and I haven't paid attention to when, when Pennsylvania, Mississippi, 
Florida and Georgia, were their primaries still going on? As you know, yeah. And and and, and come on, guys, the trickery. Yeah, the thing is that right here we are um, we are in the middle of almost the election is coming up, and Bernie Sanders has just kind of like dropped out of the race, and now we have Joe Biden and we have Trump. So we got to think. We can't just sit around and say like, okay, whatever is happening, we just accept it and we're gonna go along with it. No, we are educated people over here. We are thinkers. We are filmmakers. We are radio artists. We are we like we we own businesses. So we we got to think like why are we being put in this situation and why it can't be handled in a better way. I mean, come on, we are multi-trillion-dollar country. We don't have a mask for people. That's just a joke. I just feel that you know what's you know, funny. You know, you know what's sad about that. Excuse me. Do you realize that the other day it was reported, and and I have to say that now, I'm I'm think I'm going to change my conversation from this is happening, that's happening to it was reported because honestly, to believe what's going on in in media right now, I just I have a problem. But anyway, it was reported that I forgot how many millions of masks were sent to Israel from the U.S. Yes. Trump um, supported going to Israel. You don't support the U.S. You don't give the state the masks they need. You tell us, um, go ahead and make your own masks because I'm not going to keep providing masks to these different states. But you send millions of masks to Israel? I, I have a problem with that. Yes. I have a so major problem with These that. are major questions. You know, we are not yes. speaking out loud against yes. anybody, but we these are some questions which as Americans are making us think like, hey, come on, what is happening? What are doing what are you doing to us? We are also human beings. We I mean, if we are just super nice people in this world and we take care of everybody else in the world that's okay but we have our own needs like we 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 can't just be put into cages and you know be told us every day like oh you don't have masks anymore oh you don't have ventilators anymore oh you're not i mean wow Right. Well, right. the true the reporters are really good. One of the biggest that. things that I cannot believe that we are not speaking up about is that we've allowed him to fire the inspector. I mean, the fact yes. that in the last few days that this man has basically gotten, gotten rid of the inspector general that uh, that he is basically retaliating against because he uh, brought out the whistleblower, which is totally, I mean, that's just unacceptable. Then behind that, he fires the other uh, inspector general. We basically let him put in place his dictatorship, and we are not saying anything. I mean, you have to realize that we now have no oversight way to check him. I mean, he's basically turned the presidency into a dictatorship in the last few days because when when he fired um, 
and said that that was a fake dossier, labeling the fact that this man released a report, um, and then he fired them. You know, and he fires Michael Atkinson, then right behind Brilliant that. Retaliation. And there yeah, and also, this morning I get the news that there is going to be big delay in the in the relief which has been promised. So we might not see the checks for five months. But well, you see how he fired the person who was over the handling of the relief fund. So yeah. he is doing what he has been saying he wanted to do. Remember when he met uh, with the Russian president and when he uh, talked initially about the China president and saying, wow, I want to be just like you. I want to be yeah. just like you. When you say that, you're saying, I want to be a dictator. It's true. I want to be able to go to America, tell them what I want them to do, and they do it, and nobody questions me. This person has stated himself. Now, this is not what we hear. This is what we see him say um, yes. on, on the news when he says that I, I want the Constitution changed because it's getting in the way of what I want to do. How stupid. And he says it. And he says it right on the air. We and hear he it. Says it on and the air. we do not stop it. I mean, And we do has- nothing about it. And yes, I, that's what I'm talking about. This is a life and death crisis for the democracy. This is not only a life and death crisis for our health. Our democracy right. is, is at a risk that nobody is paying attention to because of social distancing. Trump Absolutely. is turning the presidency into a dictatorship right in that's front right. of our eyes. And we are doing nothing to stop it. We're doing nothing. Nothing. So I I have a question, you know, dear ladies. Like they just said that the African-American population of America is getting the coronavirus so much rapidly than the rest. So Mm -hmm. what do you think about that now? Okay, so you ready, Dr. V? Hold on. Oh, God, bro. Nobody (laughs) go anywhere. Everybody hold your seat because we have to take a commercial break because I am so ready for that conversation. I'm going to use my inhaler because that might work up my asthma. Hold on. We'll be right back. (laughs) All righty. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Ladies, are you looking for the next best find? Donshay Shutique will bring out your inner glam. The lady herself, Miss Donshay, is dedicated to providing you with the latest in Hotlanta fashion footwear. It'll make you stand out at every event. In addition to our amazing prices, we are the go-to source for high fashion footwear. So stop by and shop online. We're sure to have the right shoes for you. www.donshay.com hyphen shoes.com that's www.donshe hyphen s-h-o-e-s.com Don Shays is the only place you can go to still be sane and have a shoe aside Insurance Associates Atlanta, formerly Mathis Insurance Services, is an independent agency offering personal, commercial life, and health insurance products 
to meet the needs of your business and your family. We specialize in helping you protect all of your assets, whether you're purchasing insurance for the first time or searching for better products at a better price. Feel free to contact us at 770-483-0310. We're conveniently located at 1030 Remington Drive in Conyers, Georgia. Visit us online at insurance-iaa.com. Chiropractic can help. Here at Ewing Chiropractic, our office utilizes an approach of pain relief measures for the treatment of auto accidents, slip and falls, sports, and on the job injuries, as well as acute and chronic pain. We can be reached at 678 586 3592 and located at 5459 North Henry Boulevard, TC in Stockbridge, Georgia. Healing the injured one spine at a time, we can be reached at ewingchiropractic.com. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Hello, I'm Denise Kennedy, owner of Shirley Girl Boutique. My brand is Plus Size Women Fashion, sizes 1X to 3X, specializing in plus size maxis and jumpsuits. I also offer African-inspired pieces, one size fit most. My ideal clients are beautiful, plus-size and curvy women who looks like me and who has embraced their curves and loves what she wears. My goal as an image consultant is to provide style and fashion to complement those beautiful curves. If you're looking for plus-size maxis, jumpsuits, African pieces, please be so kind to visit my website at ShirleyGirlBoutique.com. Please like and follow me on Facebook and Instagram at ShirleyGirlBoutique. Or you can give me a call at 800-294-5497. We open Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. You can also browse and shop 24-7 at Shirley Girl Boutique. Before I leave, I want to say thank you and to let you know that plus size is not a curse. It's an extra dose of loving. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. All right, y'all, we're back live. We always want to make sure we take the time to uh, have our media partners recognize they are essential parts of our radio network. And as always, we have an open door for you to be a part of, of our network. Join us um, at any time at loudmouthradio.com, L-O-U-D-D-M-A, excuse me, L-O-U-D-D-M-O-U-T-H. That's two D's in loudmouth radio. It's on your shirt. I know, right? And it's on my hat. <laughs> Okay, Wait, I'm, I'm still drinking these, my coffee. You want me to get these numbers to you real fast because I got them in front of the New York Times reported Sir, on Wednesday. Make sure you speak up for us, like, go ahead and, and can you hear me? Just speak up a little louder. Hello, can you guys listen to me? Yes, we can and hear everybody. Okay, the New York Times on Wednesday, on Wednesday uh, said that 22.8. Hispanic per 100,000 are more likely to get the coronavirus. That is in the Hispanic community. 19.8 per 100,000 people in the black community. And then in the white, it was 10.2. And in the Asian population, it is 8.4. And those were the four that they they cited. So it is definitely hitting uh, with an inequality of of economic, you know, uh, 
on, on an economic, I think, base, basically, mm-hmm. and the fact of health care, being having yes. health care available. Yes. Well, you know, I wanted to um, have this conversation, and I know we have one of my colleagues in the business, um, in the hair industry, um, that is going to come on in just a few minutes, I pray, Miss Alex Moore, who is amazing. She'll be on just a few minutes, but I wanted to give these this my my opinion and my thoughts sure. on the African American community being affected so called more than anything. Um, when you look at a community that has been so underappreciated, undervalued, underserved. When you yes. say, oh, the African Americans are getting more than anybody else, they're dying more, when you have not had adequate health care from the well, beginning, this, right? okay, when you're being paid 7 and $8 an hour as a people. With no, with no coverage. Okay, with no health coverage because you can't afford to pay your rent, your life, your utilities, buy food, take care of your baby, take get deodorant, get feminine products, um, furnish your house, and pay health care off of $8 an hour. What do you expect a community, and how do you expect a community of people to survive a pandemic? When in the health care profession, when a black woman and another woman goes for, and I'm not going to say colors, I'm going to say anybody, black and brown people. When we go to have a baby, we're not even given adequate care, sometimes sent home with when we have issues versus another woman who will go of another color, okay, since we're talking about disparities and economic power and, and color of skin, if I was having a baby and another person was having a baby, yes, I would not be taken care of properly. We're talking about just in an everyday, regular situation. So now you have a pandemic, right? You have Absolutely. limited resources that are giving out to everybody. So who do you think, if this has already been going on on a regular basis, who do you think is going to be the ones to die first? the people who have not been taken care of anyway. So it's not so much that this pandemic is attacking the African-American community more so than anybody else. It's we've not been served, period. So what is being done now is the light, as the doctor said the other day, what's his name, Dr. Um, Fashi? Is that his last name? Fashi? When he said that it is being, a light is being shined on communities that don't eat well, that don't take care of themselves. I like him. I do. However, what you are saying, what you should say is, the light is being shined on a government and on a system that does not take care of black and brown people. Period. And so if we're not taking care of an everyday situation, when this thing is hitting, this is what's going to happen. It's so my question now is, uh, my next question is. Wait a minute, Dr. Sterling, what were you saying? Not. It's the have and the have not. It's exactly. illuminating the gaps 
between the have and the have not. Exactly. not I, don't, I don't believe that it, it really is even about color. Um, but you, I mean, we know that. We know that it's the brown, the, the, the black, the, yeah. the, the, but it's really the have and the have not. The people that have are being taken care of. The have not are falling in the, cap, the gap. And that's the way it is. And it has been, you're not going to get the bed, you're not going to get the personal right. protection right. equipment, because if you don't have the money, I mean, I'm living on ramen noodles. But you know yes, what, so my- even, even, even just, even, I will have to even go further, sweetheart, and say, it's always going to be an economical divide, of course, but it is black people who have money that's not being treated. Just like it's always black and brown people who have money who walk into a store and are followed around the store. It, it has nothing to do with money. Oprah Winfrey was well, denied buying something somewhere Oprah, just Oprah. because she was black. So the point I'm right. making is you are absolutely right economically. You will all, We will always have that. But then to also have, and you know this is not an attack against you, because it's always the economical divide first. Then you have the black and brown. Then you, and, and it's not necessarily in this order, but then you have, okay, oh, you're gay. Oh, you're disabled. Oh, you're, you know, you have some, something else. It's always something that those who feel entitled and empowered are always going to put first what they think is important. Because somebody and something is a devalue. It's unworthy of being treated with. Look at the elderly. Right now, elderly people are being killed, basically. Making a decision whether or not they think that they're going to... You're not worthy. Right. So my my question is here that, uh, you know, from, from our media, is there like one time... I mean, do you think this is the way to talk and just keep creating harassment and pushing people around and attacking the colors of the skin of people? Even that one time they have said like, oh, look, we're going to treat this in a very systematic way. Hold your horses or be careful. And this is our plan. This is our plan as a government to help the people of America to be safe. Not, none of that, even a single time, these people have said that in the media. Right. No, not right. And, and I sent, to, remember, um, Sonny, I sent you last night the thing from Nazi Germany. This is not the first time that a government has tested. I think that this is a test. Mm-hmm. And they've tested mm-hmm. it on that's the, the Nazi Germany before they put the system in place for the concentration camp. They went after the elderly. They went mm-hmm. after the, the mm-hmm. retarded. They went after the, the blacks, the gypsies, the gays. And they did a thing called Action T4. You can look that's it up right. in documentaries. It was Action T4. There's a huge documentary. And they did the euthanasia. They did the gassing. They started yes. it years before. They actually did it to the Jewish community. And don't be surprised that this coronavirus is nothing but a test. 
Absolutely. And I feel that there is an, I don't know if you guys have heard of it or not, there's something called Action 2020, which they have been talking about for a few years now. And I think that some of the billionaires are involved in this. Of course, you know, it always goes back to finances. It always goes back behind the closed doors of those, as Sterling said, the haves, the haves and the have-nots. Those that have the money need more money. It's the greed of man because how can I make more money? How can I be more, not empowered with the E-M, but I-N, in power? How can I be yes. more powerful and make a group of people um, less? Absolutely. Where they're not important um, and they're not relevant. Yeah, but how much money are you going to make? I mean, do you, like, even they realize that, you know, I mean, how much money in the world can you make? Like, right now, one of the billionaires just declared that he has $1.2 billion and he's trying to double it. So here we are. I mean, how much money these people you can make the out of the communities of black Dr. people Z, or you, brown you, you people? Or... Yes, you collapse the markets. Think about it. Like right now, it's so volatile, and there's so much there's so much um, leveling of risk. You had politicians dumping off shares prior to this, which they should not have been able to do. And that disappeared. Did you notice that that didn't that nobody really like started anything about that? That kind of disappeared. No, because there's too much going on. Don't you know this is the level of distraction? Mm-hmm. If I have everybody in this. What did what it, did I tell you? What did I tell you two years ago on this show that Donald Trump was like a big pair of titties on a woman that you can't take your damn eyes off those titties, and that all he is a big distraction. Did I not tell you that? You were absolutely right. Oh my God. Did I not say, don't talk about the titty titty people? Did I say, don't put the titties on the market? Did I not say that to you? Did I not tell you that? That Donald Trump was like a woman with a big pair of knockers that when she walks into the room, you can't take your eyes out of them. It doesn't matter. But now we have to think like how are we going to deal with all this? Come, let's think about what are what should we do? What can we do as American people to stop this? What what can we do? Let's think about that. Well, you know, I would long long time ago I would have said I would have said, and I still say it, but I'm I'm long. Okay, let me just say it. First of all, let's vote properly. Okay. I yes. have believed that my entire life. Get out, vote, stop with this craziness, the BS. Um, I am a Bernie Sanders. I'm a per, I'm a people supporter. Let me put it like that. I will not vote for Bernie Sanders because he was not my candidate last time or this time. But what I found out um, last election. You had so many that could have swung the vote to a better candidate. Uh, this is not, hey, you need to be a Democrat, a liberal, or a Republican. This is vote for the best candidate that is going to do a good job for our government, for our people, right? 
So my thing is, when the last election took place and we had millions and millions of people who were wanting to vote for Bernie Sanders, when it came down to the fact that he was not going to win, they elected not to vote, period, which was then in turn was a silent vote for Trump, right? I um, was driving Uber, Lyft, uh, along with Sonny, and so we were picking up so many people after the fact that said, man, I messed up. I should have voted uh, for Hillary. I just didn't want her in office, so I didn't vote, period. Now here we have another opportunity where we can vote by any means necessary. Let me tell you, as an African-American woman, yes. let me tell you, going back and looking at those who died and was brutally murdered and hung and had to walk miles and stand for a whole day just to vote, we have no excuse. Do you hear me? We have no excuse when we look at how people sacrifice their lives. Even you, Dr. V, in Pakistan, people were brutally yeah. murdered to vote. Yeah, my my name is Dr. Z. It, like, mm-hmm. it hears like Dog Z. It's not Dog. It's Dr. Z. Doctor like a That's dog. That's right. That's yeah. right. You know, so it, it's, it's one of those things that we have to say, what is going to be my contribution in a time when people don't think that I am able or capable. I didn't want to do this show today because I am absolutely over talking about this government. I'm over talking about this coronavirus. I'm over it. But I cannot sit in my feelings of being over it to the degree that I don't make a change with a conversation or a movement. Absolutely. We have a responsibility. Absolutely. And that's exactly what they want. They want us to be over it enough. Like doctors, they say, what can we do to stop it? Well, but if we don't do anything, that's what they want. We, they want us to get bored with it. They want us to be distracted. They want us to be, you know, just... They want us, uh, actually, they want us to be numb, like, numb, like people numb, who yeah. have no voice. But you know what? I have been living all my life, ever since I was a little boy, I wanted to raise the voice of the voiceless, the people, you know, who could not speak, the transgenders, the gay people, the, you know, the women. So I have made all my films about all that, and I'm not going to stop, and I'm going to vote right. That's how you said it. I love it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. In, in, in the... In the point of this conversation, I do want to bring up a few things that I think um, is so relevant because so many things have been going on that, like we've said already, nobody's talking about it. Nobody's seen anything. There's no attention being brought um, in a large scale. And one of those things is what's going going on over in China. Um, And I know for a long time that the U.S. has especially with this administration, really messed up relationship with China. Now, China is that touchy, walk on eggshells kind of situation because, in essence, we borrowed so much money from China that China pretty much owns the U.S. And so they feel... Absolutely. Exactly, 
you know, they feel a certain way that they can do or say whatever. However, right now, um, and I was hoping that Alex had been able to come on the show. I don't know what happened, but nevertheless, I just want to talk about it anyway. She had gone over to China to do um, business in the hair industry. Um, She formerly was in India, left India, went over to China, and so she went um, there to start a life in business as well as um, hair business, but also in retail and import and exporting. Okay. So having said that, she narrowly, narrowly escaped the lockdown in China. She just got back, I guess it's been a month now, with Mm -hmm. everything that was going on. So when I'm telling you that I have firsthand news um, and watching her, we FaceTimed several times, so things that were happening while they were happening. We do have a caller. Absolutely. It wasn't secondhand, it was happening. I think so, uh, there is some listener, uh, Jokey yes, Wilson. I, I think he wants okay, to. Yes, 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 yes. I just he wants to say no. We got a call. Hold on, let me. Okay, let me go, go ahead and I'll finish. If you would tell us your name and where you're calling from. I'm Jokey Wilson. I live in San Francisco. Hi, Jokey. Hi. Welcome to the show. Hi there. Hey, thank you. So, Jokey, what do you think of all this situation going on? Would you like? What should we do as Americans from now on? What can we do to improve all this, whatever is happening to us as American people? One of the things I have uh, tried to work on over the years as an artist is to take uh, disenfranchised uh, voices and work out ideas most people won't uh, deal with. And uh, it isn't uh, to say that I have found a a wealth of information. I often find people who are not really able to get things done uh, they live in a lot of fantasies. They don't understand how the system works. Uh, and they end up at some point, sometimes very young, being so angry they stop listening and they don't seek to make any change. Um, I'm a trained artist, which includes art history. So, for example, I've met people who say, oh, I took an art history class once, but it was racist, so I wouldn't have anything to do with it. And I said, well, yeah, but what about the people in the art history industry who uh, spent their lives trying to get people of color or women included so there's different ways that we can participate, and uh, oftentimes we're not uh, going to be able to change everything, but we make that uh, the best effort, and we make some small difference. And if enough of us do it, we can make some change. Uh, people often don't understand the system enough to change it, and sometimes there's resources available they don't even understand are there. Uh, I've even come across situations in doing business where people decided they wouldn't be allowed to do something and had never asked people who could make those decisions. And when I did, they said, yes, you can do that. Um, So uh, it's a frustrating uh, uh, effort I have been making trying to figure out what is it that makes people tick that that pulls them away so much from a basic understanding of who to contact, how to determine if things are true, and how to get things done. Uh, I've had people Absolutely. constantly ask me, well, what, what, what news station do you trust? And I'm like, well, I actually, if I want to understand same-sex marriage, I go to the uh, court website and download the PDF of the judge's decision. And people, you can do that. And then and I, I mentioned about how someone voted. Oh, well, that's just the media. But no, you can go to the government's website and see how your representative voted. This is all public record. And people don't know these things in many cases. And you know what's so, hard? Uh, that's the controlling. That's the controlling voice, and you're absolutely right. The, I think the biggest deficit that we deal with as a people is being ill-informed. 
And then yeah, we yeah. make excuses as to reason why we're ignorant to the things that we're ignorant to. And like you said, people get on their soapbox, they complain, and they speak about, you know, these issues. It's easy to gripe or complain, but what are you doing to offset what you're complaining about, you know? Absolutely. So, so now I want to, right. um, yeah, I want to go back. That was very interesting conversation which you were talking about China. And I wanted to add to that, like, you know, how our government has not paid attention to creating the relationships, good relationships with the with the other countries so that when an outbreak like coronavirus happens, we can all be like together. Now, yeah. nobody wants to listen to us. So China does not want to listen to us because we don't have mm-hmm. any good relationships left with them. Mm-hmm. So, well, first Jazzy, of all, that what, idiot was sitting there calling the virus a Chinese virus. He was so yeah. ignorant yeah. out the yeah. gate. Yeah. And that's what yeah. caused a lot of people to think, oh, because I'm black, I can't get it. Because I'm young, I can't get it. Because I'm, I'm healthy, I can't get it. It was such a disparity of awareness. And Dr. Z, guys, listen to this. This is something else I want to draw to the conversation, and I want your input on this. Remember, statistically, uh, Sterling was given a lot of insight about the impact, and I've been saying this. Look how China has primarily, quote-unquote, recovered, opened back up their country, while everybody else is, like, spiraling. And Absolutely. If, if there was not, you know, not... Speaking, I'm, I'm not really so much about conspiracies. I'm also about, okay, but look at what's happening, the facts of what's happening. There was this book that was surfaced, Dean Koontz, which is an author I used to read years and years ago. Never even heard of this book prior to that was supposed to be surfaced back in 1981 that spoke about the, <laughs> the Wuhan virus, even had anthrax. The book was published in 1981. Wow. Exactly. And in oh, yeah. the publication, it's called the down to the name and the down to the city. Down to Wuhan the Wuhan 400 virus, and it gave all the symptomatic issues of which the Wuhan virus. That this was a, a it was a, a biometric weapon that was created in a lab in China. Oh my and that gosh! And it was distinctly de- developed, and that it said in the book 2020 that the virus would be released. Oh, wow. So this was like in 1965, you said? What year? 1981. The book was published in 1981. The interesting thing about this, and I say that as soon as we, as soon as Trump is, as soon as we are not going to have an election. I see, I don't think we're going to have an election. As soon as that, as soon as that, it's all intentional. As soon as that happens, you watch how fast this virus disappears. And in the book, it says that. And, it appears and it, said and it that. disappears instantly. It, it will right, disappear. And then it will come back. And it said it will come back. Book. Who is the writer of that book? Dean Koontz. K-O-O-N-T-Z. Dean Koontz. The Shadow of Darkness, I think is what the, the title is. The Eye of Darkness. And the book the was published in 1981. And Anthrax. Y'all remember when the anthrax scare happened in the 90s? Anthrax, this was written in 1981. Anthrax literally is in the book. Wow. So, like, there is somebody who knows about all this since 1980. Well, Jazzy will tell you, you know how we we used to watch iRobot. We used to see all these movies that would would trip us out. You'd be like, can you imagine? And do we not have cars that are driving themselves? Do we not have 
of vehicles and aircraft that is being put out. You know, the government lets us know what they want us to know. Come on, y'all. So, I mean... One of the figures is called the Eyes of Darkness. The the Eyes of Darkness is the name of the book. And it was published... and and you can you can still find it. It's you know obviously it's on eBay and it's on Amazon, but and it's by Dean Antos K O O N T V. And it's about midway through that 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 appears. But one of the interesting things when you talk about conspiracies and the different parts of that, um, right now I'm watching because I'm trapped in the house. I'm watching the man in the high castle which is a very interesting series where instead of uh, the United States and the Allies winning the Second World War, we actually lose, and the Nazis are in control, and the Japanese are in control of the North American continent. Oh, wow. And that is by Philip Dix. Isn't it Philip Dix? The same person that did I... Robot, uh, Blade Runner. It's the same guy. It's the same author. Oh, okay. I have to check this book out. And you are saying that in 1981 they were already talking about the the anthrax 2020. Mm-hmm. Well, no, this yeah, one, no, they were this talking about the Wuhan virus, which is now the called Wuhan, coronavirus. The exact city is named. The exact right. City the exact city of the location of where it came out of. I'm like, come on, man. And that, that was sent to, I think that was brought to our awareness desk about a month and a half ago, mm-hmm. like January. And, of course, people are trying to, you know, disregard it. But how can you? Yeah, and, but how, I, I mean, I just, I, I just can't believe this, that, you know, 20 years ago. So there must be somebody who is making this, somebody who is manufacturing this. Thing. That's what it was that is That's what key. it was stated. That this was made in a lab, and it was the most yes. powerful wealth weapon. So let me let me say this, everybody. Let me give you a little bit more. In mm-hmm. 2005, George yes. Bush brought up the idea of a pandemic coming. We're talking about 2005. When he read about the Spanish flu that took place in 1918. Are you talking about Bill Gates? No, no, no. no. Okay. George, w., uh-uh. George, w. George W. Bush in 2005 came back. So we, we, yeah, we, in, we also might want to bring in Bill Gates here, too. Thank well, you for we're bringing him up in just a minute. We're going to talk about this. This is a big deal but, because George but, W. Bush tried to warn the, tried to warn the government. Yes, and that's yes, why it's one did. of the few things he did as a president. Yes, he did, and they shot him down. But what I wanted to say about it is when you can talk about okay, you know how scientists say, hey, based upon how they have done studies of the earth that they can sort of predict that we're going to get a tidal wave, a tsunami, a this, right? Because they've studied it. Mm-hmm. So how is it then somebody can say in 2005 or they can say two years ago, or they can say in 1981 that the pandemic is going to come again? How can you say that if it's not a creep? 
created virus. This is not mm-hmm. a conspiracy theory. This is just, let's think reasonably. Let's think logically. I can say if I plant a seed and I put it in the right environment that it's going to grow whatever it is that I, I planted, I can say Absolutely. that shortly. So if yes. I say a pandemic is coming, what yes. is it that so I, I am have planting studied? The seed. Thank you. What is it that I have studied or what is it that I have planted to know that this virus is coming? Let's think yes. about that reasonably. And and I've got the page. This is what it says in the book, if you want to hear real quick. To understand oh, yeah. that Doomley said, you have to go back um, 20 months. It was around then that a Chinese scientist named Li Ching defected to the United States carrying a disparate record of Chinese most important and dangerous new biological weapon in the decade. They called the stuff Huhain 400 because it was developed at their RDNA labs outside of the city of Tuhan, and it was a 400th variable strain of a man-made microorganism uh, cre- created at that at that um, research center. Tuhan 400 is a perfect weapon. It affects only human beings. No other living creature can carry it. And like syphilis, Kuhan 400 can't survive outside of a living human body for longer than a minute, which means it can't permanently contaminate objects or entire places the way anthrax or the other uh, violent uh, microorganisms can. And when the host expires, the Kuhan 400 within him perishes a short while later, as soon as the temperature of the corpse drops below 86 degrees Fahrenheit. And that's that's all that they showed in that. That's how much is in the book. That's how much they go into it in the book, Dr. Z. Wow. And I have a question now that uh, why is Bill Gates funding all those Mm -hmm. companies to create the vaccine for this virus? Mm -hmm. He He has just given $100 million. The microchip, right, to show that if you got the vaccination, if you've been infected, come on, people. Yes. So the microchip is going to record everything which you do in your life. They will have all the information uh, if you are black or Asian or, you know, like they were doing that uh, statistics. Did you get that uh, from uh, that letter from uh, from the government about the, the census? And they, they, they're wanting to know what is, what is your ethnicity and, you know, where do you belong to and all that and all that information. So now they want to put all that information into that chip so they can control us. Exactly. But, Dr. Z, what did I say a few minutes ago? Economically, the haves, those that have, want more. So if I, fund, if I fund something that eventually will be in everybody, will I not prosper financially? Because, see, I'm not going to do it for nothing. Even when those people who give a lot to nonprofit, I have a nonprofit organization, and every nonprofit has a profit somewhere because what are we in it for? 
we do want to help those, but we have to have funds to help those. So therefore, we have to raise money in a profitable manner to do our outreach and charitable um, type of uh, thing. So when a person like Bill Gates or anybody that has a lot of money is giving something, it may be on a small or larger scale of really wanting to help people but when I am a billionaire, I want to continue to keep my billions. So if I support something, don't I get a tax break? Absolutely. <laughs> also, I, they also have the plan that when the vaccine is going to be created, they would like the government to pay for all of it because they, the government has to put vaccine into everybody's body. So they have to buy it. For, so they're going to make trillions of dollars. Out of that. Because the person who's making it has to, you have to buy it from the person who's making it. So if I'm funding it, that means that I have the control. You have to buy it from me. So I'm still going to make money off of it. So at the end of the day, it's not about lives, it is about money. It's about power. And that is important. The, 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 the awareness, because if they are thinking that we are not aware and we, they can put us in cages and they can make us numb, then they are at fault because there are people, right. intelligent people in this world who know what is happening. And then when I call my friends, I lost a couple of my friends and they were my good friends. And they're like, we don't yeah. want to talk to you anymore because you are yeah. scaring us. And I'm like, hey. I am a thinker, and I'm not going to let all my American friends, all my people which I love, go into this rabbit hole. Right. We've we've followed you, uh, Doc Z, so we've seen, um, you know, some of the remarks that people have made that, you know, because I think people are so afraid that they don't want to hear it. Like I said, when we were uh, initially on the conversation, I didn't want to have this conversation. Do you think I want to continue to talk about this day in, day out, all day, well, on social media all day, so that's all we're hearing, all we're talking about. But we have a social responsibility as a, as a radio network and as Absolutely. people, as you said, as thinkers, as people who care, we have a responsibility to, one, talk about it and to then try to um, go into the think tank so that we're able to have some answers and not just keep talking about it, but what can we do? But let me quickly, before anybody says something different, let me tell you what's going on in China. So um, we were talking about the African-Americans here primarily in the U.S. and how we're at a disparity. But right now, the Nigerian and or African that are in China are being pulled and lured to the streets, quote-unquote, protesting, and then they are not allowed to go back in their homes or their hotels. This is wow. A, it's, it's sort of kind of coming out, like a few people are hearing about it, but it's huge. And you have your president and your, your ministers that are saying in China, no, this is not happening, but it is happening. And when I say to the degree that they are now being tested by force, I want you to hear me because things that happen in other countries tend to, especially with the person who's in office, is tending to trickle down to the U.S. So we have to be very careful 
and Absolutely. watch what's happening, right? But they're pulling them out of their homes and locking the door. Now, mind you, imagine you oh going to work. Gosh. You left your house to go to work. You yes. left your house to, as a student. You've been living there for, t- you know, 10, 15 years or however long. You get ready to come back, and for the sheer fact that you are black, mm. that you are not allowed back into your home, you have whatever money that you have on you, or you're at a hotel because you came over, or whatever the situation is, you are not allowed to go back. Then you are force tested. You are not fed because they're not allowing them to eat. They're not allowing them to go anywhere to sleep. They're sleeping out on the street in China right now. Yes. Wow. All I mean, because that... these are devalued people based upon color. Okay. I mean, that so when, is. Just ridiculous. Like, the, I, I ridiculous. can't believe, like, you can't go back to your home. You cannot go back to your home. I, I have video, like, this is what I was saying before, is that we have people on, we've had people on the ground, people that I know personally that I work with in business that have had these videos come from friends, um, and then they are surfacing now in the African community, whereas the African prime minister and, and um Presidents and the embassies are saying, hey, you got to do better for our people. They're not allowing them to fly out of China. The reason being is because they're able to be tested on. They're not valued. You understand? So if we are watching this in another country, what is happening here in America is getting ready to mimic that because we're getting ready to be forced to do something in a democracy Absolutely. Right now we have a choice. And you know, something can happen from here. And you and I would be the people who can make something happen. Because if we all keep sitting and say, oh, it's not happening out there, we should just keep watching TV and keep ourselves Mm -hmm. scared. Hey, we are... We are not doing the part which we need to do right now. Because we should not be doing that. And if I can think, and, I, you know, I don't mind a couple of my friends getting mad at me. They they will be my friends. I know that ultimately. But I need to, I, we, I, we need to give people hope. We need yeah. to tell them that it is going to be okay. You know, we want people to, we want to tell them that if you, like my friend Jeff, he came from Tennessee after a week of vacation at his parents' house. Now his landlord is not letting him in into the house. Now he's wow. staying in a hotel. So this guy can't go back home. That's where his car is and all his stuff is, yes. his clothes and everything is. And I mean this, and, and the guy who he's staying with is his best friend. And the best friend is saying, like, you can't come into the house. I don't want to see you until this whole corona thing is over. I mean, this is just ridiculous. And and like you said earlier, we've never seen anything like this. Never. Has any time in history has has, has the world, not even during the Black 
plague in the 1300s did did the world shut down. For one thing, we weren't, you know, they didn't have the communication we do we have today. But there was no way that, you know, I mean, the fact that we're closed into our homes, the fact that we are running, I mean, I was out earlier today, and the streets are empty. It's Friday. The streets are empty, and I live in a city. And it's amazing. Right. I, I, I was amazed. Which city do you live in, Atlanta? No, I live in, I live in St. Petersburg, Florida, and Tampa Bay. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so uh, the good thing here in San Francisco is that, you know, we are kind of the summer of love people. So people are walking around with their dogs. And and also, there's another thing, uh, ladies, that um, we have a lot of homeless people in this city. We have about 20,000 homeless people in San Francisco. So where are they going to go? They have to walk in the streets. They have to, you, I mean, they are living and breathing, so they are not dead yet. So what are we going to do well, about that? I'll tell you what we've done. I mean, what they've done to them in, um, uh, for one thing, in Colum- uh, my other home, I have a second home in Medellin, Colombia. My my partner and, and I live in Medellin. And uh, there's a huge population over uh, three and a half, almost three and a half million Venezuelan have come into Colombia. And they've mm. basically, they're, they're having to go back. They're having to go back yeah. to Venezuela because they have they're getting no health care. Oh wow! And they were in the streets because they but they were they were a beggar they were basically beggars in the streets because of everything well, going on in Venezuela. And so they've been just turned around and they there there's just this mass exodus back to Venezuela because it's better for them. But believe it or not, they'd rather go back to the dictatorship than starve to death on the streets. And here, in, um, from what I see, is we don't have our homeless. I don't know where they've shipped them off to, but we normally have a good 5,500, 6,000 homeless in downtown, and I do not see them. And I live right in downtown, and, and I walk. I mean, I, I walk. I'm still walking, and I'm wearing my mask and my gloves, but I don't see them. I mean, I, when I say that I was on the streets today, and the street, I was one of, I was, I, I could count the cars. I could literally count the cars. And the girls know this street when I say 34th that street, 34th, 19th, 19th, which is a very busy, it's one of the major thoroughfares of Pinellas County. 19 was empty, girls. Wow. Okay, guys, we got a, We have a caller. Want to go ahead and bring the caller in? Our special caller will be waiting on. Uh, welcome to Loudmouth Radio. Please say your name and where you're calling from. Alex Moore, Los Angeles, California. Hey, Alex. Hey, Alex. Hello. Welcome to Loudmouth Radio, honey. We're doing Thank pretty you. good. How well, are I'm you? I'm a loud mouth, too. I'm great. Thank you. I'm a loud mouth. <laughs> Everybody, this they, is they, they Alex Moore. This is who I was telling you about, who has just been a pioneer mm-hmm. in the beauty and hair industry. Um, she's so, she's so much more than that. But she's uh, lived in India. She left India. She back to the states, and then she went to China. So she's just now coming from China. So I want you guys to hear it right from her own lips um, of what's happening. What how 
this transpired while she was there. Um, and let's just hear her story. Oh goodness. Um, well, you Take know, it away, it, okay. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know what, what I, I, I'm supposed to say, but just I, I do everything see, you done said on Facebook. <laughs> we got time, girl, and we're uncensored. Okay, okay. I mean, you know, you know, being in China, um, I experienced a lot of racism uh, being there, but I really didn't care because, you know, it's not a big deal. Um, but right when the virus came along, um, you know, I still wanted to stay because I enjoyed China so much, and I enjoyed it because uh, I was able to do uh, what I wanted to do, which was uh, do the trading business, and the trading business was awesome uh, being there. So, you know, you, you give to get, and, and I definitely gave. But while in China, I did move uh, about four times there uh, because going, uh, like getting an apartment for a foreigner, especially a foreigner without uh, a business or a, like first you have to have a bachelor's degree to get a business there, but a foreigner without a business Ooh, uh, Alex, is pretty shut tough. Up. Like, Wait a minute, yeah. stop, stop, stop. Did you say uh-huh. that you have uh-huh. to have a bachelor's degree to get a business in China? Well, not in China, not in all of China, but where I was in Guangzhou, where all the stuff is going on right now, you have to have a business or, or a bachelor's degree to get a business. Yes. <laughs> wow. Is that something? Yes. And then they started implementing it to, uh, I didn't live in Guangzhou. I actually lived in Foshan, which is uh, outside of Guangzhou. But uh, even living there, uh, they started, right before I left, they started changing the rules. And um, I'm sure all of China was going to be, you have to have a degree uh, to get it to China. They immediately have to register with uh, the police. See, but there is no playbook uh, on when you go to China. There's no, they, China doesn't show you or tell you how to uh, go about your business. So when I was there, now I knew this because I've been to China so many times. I knew this, but, you know, I was kind of under the radar waiting wow. for um, my per, the, the landlord where I was living because I had set up my place before I left. Um, I was waiting on a landlord to give me a certificate uh, for residency. Well, that landlord strung me along for three months. The first month I had to move, uh, I moved every single 30 days for uh, four months straight. Um, and I had to do that, like, right in December, uh, right, Dece- right before New Year's, uh, when the virus had just came out. Uh, the police were looking for me at my apartment because, you know, they see, they know all the foreigners. They, you may think they don't see you, but they see you everywhere you go. So uh, wow. the police, the manager had told me, hey, or the landlord told me, hey, Alex, um, before December, before January 1st, you better be out of here. He started telling me to get up at 8 in the morning and leave uh, the house because the police will come at my door. So I heard a couple of times the police came to my door, and they came to my door only because I wasn't registered. See, when you, when you travel in and you go to a hotel, you're okay uh, because the hotel registers you with the police. So you really don't even know. That's why they take your passport because uh, you don't even know what's going on. Uh, but when you live in a residential community, then you have to be responsible for uh, your own police registration. And the uh, Chinese, I mean, your landlords, 
they have to go with you every 60 days to, uh, uh, to validate your registration. So that's why it's very, very difficult to get an apartment in China uh, because the landlords mm. don't want to deal with foreigners. USA is every 60 days. Uh, Africans are every 30 days. Now, this is where the problem lies. Um, those Africans, and this is why I was devastated because uh, I had just, um, I, my visa expired. So every 60 days, USA, your visa expired. So before I left, my visa was expiring um, March the 15th. I left like February the 1st, around February the 1st. Uh, so I knew, okay, February, March, April. I'm like, huh, if I stay here, then in April, I, my visa is going to be expired. And that scared me. That's why I got myself back because I just went out of the country. Every 60 days, you have to go out of the country and come right back in. So I went out of the country, came back in. Okay, I'm going to be expired. I, I had to go first because they didn't have any masks. Uh, when the virus started, they ran out of masks quickly and they ran out of food quickly. Of course, the same thing uh, that happened here. Uh, but more so than that, the, my visa would have expired. Now, everybody in China right now, when, when they shut down the borders, nobody else could make moves. So I had got out maybe 14 days ahead, and I had a lot yes. of uh, a few of my friends that said, Alex, why you didn't tell me? I mean, no, they, I did. I warned, I warned all them teachers in China. I'm like, are y'all yes, retarded? Are y'all crazy? Oh, you know, wow. like, why are yes, you guys staying here? And they're like, um, well, we have, uh, you know, a lot of them have been there for many years, and they didn't know how to just up and run back to USA or up and come back home because they didn't have homes to come to. Thank God I did, you know. So I did warn them, and they, you know, refused. A couple of them, I think only maybe two or three of them uh, came back to the States, and, you know, and they're so relieved that they did. Now, the ones that are, are there, their visas expired uh, some of the teachers are on long-term visas, like permanent residence visas, uh, but those don't mean anything anymore either. So the ones whose visas expired are really stuck, and they can't so go Alex, out right now. hold on, sweetheart. Yes. You just said that when it comes to the long-term visas, when they're in mm-hmm. war, it doesn't matter. So right now, technically, is China also identifying this as a wartime? And you said, say that one more time. Okay, you made the statement that the long-term visas, that those who had long-term visas, that those won't matter when it's a wartime. Is China also identifying this as a wartime? No, no, I didn't say a wartime. I didn't she think said, it was a wartime. No. Yeah, oh, but it's just I'm not, they're not, most of the, the rules people are out who the have door. those long huh? The rules have just changed. The rules have changed, definitely. Mm -hmm. So the people with the expired visas, check it out. Just a few, maybe 12 days ago, maybe 12, maybe 12, 13 days ago, I was going to swoop back to China because China was like, come on back. We're we're good again. The only thing I was hesitant about was um, uh, 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 going and doing that 14-day quarantine. It's like, dang, Mm -hmm. I really don't feel like being in jail for 14 days. Now, I heard they would, I mean, at first they were letting you quarantine at your own apartment because I still have an apartment there. And, 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 um, if you stayed in your apartment, you would be okay. But then right before I was going to go, they was like, no, you have to stay in a, oh, they were starting to, for, I mean, the Chinese were starting to uh, protest against foreigners coming back in and, and quarantining at their house. 
So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I really ain't fixing to go into no hotel, motel, and and quarantine. I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, how in. about <laughs> exactly? So how about China extended the visas for everybody? Everybody's visas who were expired, they extended their visas, right? And they extended mm-hmm. them 60 days. So that means that April 1st, April something, whatever the case may be, that means that they're, uh, no, April up to May, their visas are, uh, they're good because they just extended them February, March. I think right in March. So March, mm-hmm. April, May, up to May, those people's visas are good. So even before they shut down the, the airport totally, they still gave people a warning. And I was telling my people, hey, people, uh, just five or six days ago, one of the smart, stupid teachers, I, they make me so mad because they're so freaking educated, but they not, oh, they, they ain't got no common sense. I'm like, right. so China said in 60 days, your visas expire. Uh, 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 they will expire. And now you should leave the uh, country. You must leave the country. And when you leave the country, you can't come back until after this is over. So just five or six days ago, I'm asking, I'm telling one of my girlfriends, I'm like, hey, what are you going to do? What? She's like, I'm just going to give it 30 more days. And then in 30 more days, you know, if they I'm like, 30 more days, things are changing daily. And now And Ellen, she's still in China? The person you're talking about about, is still sitting in China. It's about 200 of them. I mean, I know about 200 to 250 of them, teachers in China. American teachers? These are American teachers. And American. Wow. And American. And American. Check this out. Wait, check this out. So in one of my posts, I'm talking about what's going on with the Africans. And people are like, oh, this is unreal. It's not true. This is fake, whatever, right. whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, one of, the, uh, 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 one of the Americans that's in Beijing, she's a personal friend. She's in Beijing. She's a teacher. And I'm like, you, uh, uh, what, she was like, what could I do to help? I'm like, girl, you better help your own self and get up out of there. Well, look, why are you still there? And then she's mm-hmm. like, well, you know, girl, and, and I can see it in her writing. Girl, I didn't. I got me a, a, a home. I got my me and my family here, and uh, I work here. I got a job, and we could we built a, a, a life here. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, okay, you, okay. So you cute. You, I'm like, you are not immune. So <laughs> now it went from Africans Americans now. So yeah. ain't no when you black, you black. That they ain't. That's I mean, it. they'll ask for your passport. Yes, American passports are more gold than the African uh, passports, but they still gonna treat us as black people. So now in Beijing, it started happening there too. And right now, just last night, was it last night mm-hmm. or the night before last? They just started um, locking uh, 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 Americans. It's like you on a fourteen day mandatory wow. uh, quarantine right now. Yep. These are people who's never left, uh, they haven't left China in uh, two years and they're on a 14-day quarantine. They just got off of a two-month quarantine. So they are locking Americans in their homes and uh, the Africans that were able to stay in their places, they're locking them in with cameras and alarms on their doors and they can't go out the house now. That's what, Wait a minute, that's what's Alex. going on. Huh. So, Alex, why are they quarantining them again for 14 days when the rest of the Republic of China has been allowed to go out, right? 
because they're black. China. Hold on, hold on. I want to hear. It's um, because they're black. Exactly. They are quarantined mm. 15, 14 more days and saying, and, and I just put the thing um, uh, on my Facebook. I just uh, put the text in my Facebook that uh, the people are saying, I haven't even put everything in there that's going on. It's just crazy. And I'd be devastated every night. I'd just be wanting to cry every day because, I mean, I, I couldn't have been there because I felt it. I felt it coming. I saw it coming. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. when it changed to level two back in in 2017 or 18. In 2018, I believe it was. Yes, 2018, I saw it change from level one to level two security. And when it turned to level two security, that means uh, we caution you about going to China. So I read this. I'm like, if China wanted to keep you, they could if they wanted with a level two. So I was kind of being dangerous and courageous when I moved down there, right? So then when all of this virus stuff was going on, it changed to a level three. And then those people Mm. still stayed. Now is level four, and level three means uh, if you go to China, you stupid. You need to get out. That's what level three breaks down to. <laughs> level four oh, is <laughs> yeah. Level four is run for your life, or you is a dummy and you stuck. If you go to China or if you stay in China, you's a dummy, and that's what it means. So it's level four now, and everybody is stuck in China now with uh, no airports. And they're all bringing out. So what just happened? And I saw this happening. I saw all the foreigners. Like it was some. It was a lot of illegal Africans there who extended or who went uh, uh, over their visa time, who couldn't get back to Africa, or who just loved China so much. Because if you were to be in China, you'd love China. Because China, it was off. It was off the chain, especially for a shopper. You know, it was just the funnest experience ever in life. So, so like, is it even to... more fun than uh, than America in China? What do you uh, think? Yeah, when you can get two dollar <laughs> Gucci shoes. <laughs> like when you can get okay, two dollars, you can see all the Gucci shoes <laughs> yeah. for two dollars. When you can get not two, but when you can get the four dollar, forty dollar Gucci boots, leather, then yeah, it's funner than when you can get twenty, twenty five hundred dollar boots for a hundred dollars. Yes, it's much funner than in L A. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, you know that's like Melrose, Melrose, and I heard. No, Alice, I heard that um, they have wet markets over there, and they eat bats and snakes. I mean, yes, they do in certain markets, and those are the Chinese marketplaces. Foreigners are not going over there. And I, 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 I ate a, uh, I didn't eat, I think it was a lizard or something. I ate a dang lizard or something. I didn't eat some strange things over there. I tried to eat a freaking big beetle roach or something, but it was too crunchy. I'm like, Alex, oh, what was it? What was it during <laughs> oh during the um the Chinese New Year? Remember when you went with that family yep. and they were trying to yep. get you to eat? What were they trying yep. to eat? I can't do it. Uh, okay, well, I mean, you know, they be eating big time um, chicken, uh, chicken feet. Hold, Robin, I'll call you right back. Call you right back. Call you right back. They be eating um, uh, all kind of things. You know, their main thing is chicken feet, and um, they eat, um, they do eat cats. They do eat rats. But look, look, I, look, I mm-hmm. didn't even know they raise their cats. They raise their cats as pets, and then they eat them. Yeah, but you know, but that's just like us raising some chickens and eating them. Ain't that the same thing? That's right. 
Yeah, it is. Okay. Uh, it is. One of the things okay. that I've often said to people is we have to be very careful how we judge other countries That's because right. what every country thinks is sacred is not yep. sacred to another person in another That's country. Right. So I have learned to say I wouldn't eat it. It's not something right. I can do. But I'm I'm learned, thank God, in the last mm-hmm. few years, and this is just a mm-hmm. few years. To not mm-hmm. be judgmental on what people eat or or some of the things that they do. I wouldn't that I eat wouldn't a bat, do. though. Yeah, I'm not going to eat a bat. This is the reason that they do that. So when they, um, if you guys, uh, if, like I read it, I'm sure I got the article somewhere, but back in the 70s, China had, they had a big famine and they, their people were starving. The government could not take care of their people. So when you're sitting at a rat, looking and looking at a rat that comes to the same joint every day, you're going to be creative and you're going to learn how to catch that rat. And then you yeah. start being creative. Huh? If I can catch that rat, I'm going to catch this bear. If I can catch this bear, I can catch this bat. So it becomes an art. It's a sport for them to catch foreign uh, animals or, you know, the wildlife and eat it. It's, it's, a, it's a sport. And, 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 you know, so I understand that totally. <laughs> you know, but when, you, when you're totally starving and you need some food, you're going to eat do what whatever you, you can eat. You That's you right. Yeah. But then and then once you, you do what you ball. have to do, it becomes habit. Uh-huh. And then it becomes it, a delicatessen. Well, Alice, I gotta not, ask you this too, because we, uh-huh. we really we've been waiting on you to get into this part we've of the show. We've been waiting. On you, on, we got 15 minutes left. We've been on air almost okay. two hours. So, Alice, oh, I want to ask you this real quick. Okay. So, for this the conversation, I know there's a lot of conversations buzzing right now. What is mm-hmm. the what is the what is the conversation being had in China in regards to the coronavirus coming back into the area? It has returned. Okay, so has it returned? Has it returned like to China? Yes, or to USA? To, to China. China. Well, Alex been okay. telling us that the U.S. wasn't ready. She did tell us back she in been January. Yes, yeah, she did. Well, oh. she told Jazzy and I. I ain't gonna say that you know for our listeners, of course, they wouldn't have known this. But yeah, she's so. Before you came on, Alice, in the earlier part of the show, we talked about the outbreak in China that they, they reported about 80,000 infected and then 70,000 recovered. Liars. Didn't I say it's not, all a lie. Then we say, we said the numbers. Do not count the numbers because that's there you what go. you are being that's told. That's what I, I said in the very talk. beginning. Alice, please go ahead and, and, and make reference about that. Okay, so first. As far as the numbers are concerned, population in Wuhan was 16 million. They said that in January in an article. I can find it. 16 million. Guess what they said it mm-hmm. is now? 11. Wow. 11 wow. million in Wuhan. So, so what if I think you go, somebody, uh, but, but they only said 80,000. Huh? Stop. So where are the 5 only, million people at? They gone. You know, they said that the crematoriums was so overloaded that it was crazy in China with all of those nuclear acid, uh, 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 the acid that was in the sky that you can see from the uh, from the sky. You can see it. So they saw that. So five million. I believe five million people. At first, I said two point five million is gone. But when they did that article, I think they did made a mistake and put the number of Wuhan because it was sixteen million when they started the virus, and now it is twelve. Uh, 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 it's eleven million. And as far as the disease or the virus coming back, 
I heard in China that the virus was supposed to come back as well. They were prepared for it mm-hmm. to come back too. But guess what they're mm-hmm. doing? They're doing testing. They're doing that asymptomatic I testing in China. They're making sure that it ain't going to come back. And that's why, they, see, they locking Africans up and stuff because, and it shouldn't be just Africans. It should be everybody or all foreigners if that's what it's going to be. But as people were coming back into China uh, uh, during this time, they were importing new cases. So as China cleaned up everything, then all of these uh, foreigners started coming back into China, bringing back new infected cases. So that's why China mad. It's like, y'all ain't fixing to come back in here and infect us with y'all. Y'all stay in the house and get on up out of here. What's going mm-hmm. on now? That's why this is but, happening. Because it's... Mm-hmm. You know, but, but let me tell but let me tell you what's so horrible about it. It's because China is going to Africa well, not just huh. Africa, but China is going into Africa, let's just say this for that moment. Mm-hmm. Buying up Africa as most countries do because Africa is one of the richest in resources in the world. Okay, yep. if not the richest in the world. Yep. And so uh-huh. they're going into African continents, buying up everything, in, in, in and setting African up countries in the continent, and, and setting up. And so yes. for you to go into a place to take, and then treat the very people horribly mm-hmm. in your mm-hmm. country that you're taking yes. from, this is yes. where the outrage comes in. Indeed. I mean, not not just from a humanity perspective. But mm-hmm. you're going into a country, taking, 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 and yep. then you treat the very people that you're going into when they're in your country like trash. What it look I like mean, for you to take some people from out of their homes, put them on the street and not feed them or allow yep. other people to feed them is yep. inhumane. Yes, it is. They can't go into grocery stores, no malls, no nothing. So when they told me that. Mm-hmm. Billy Gates said, three years ago that 8 million people will be killed in 2020 with this Wuhan virus. So you're already at five, so we have three more million to go. So once that number is reached, I guess they will be like, okay, we are all done with it. What do you guys think about that? You know, I I think it'll be somewhere here or there. But I know I will tell you this. I think that it's here to stay in the United States. I think it's here to stay. Uh, I think well, we're you going know to they eventually... said, Alex, that this is going to become no, like but the uh, we, we we want to get out of the That's house right. and we want to work and we want to have a life. Uh, or are we going to be in cages now? But you got, I mean, that's just going to be ridiculous. I think we're going to well, be wearing know... masks forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Which I hate. I, I, yeah. Oh my God. Which I hate. But I'm you know what I said? I said this isn't a. This thing is waking us up in so many areas, and it's causing things that we once laughed at or we once um, were in fear of. Mm-hmm. We, we just were harbor. And even the hajib, is it the hajib, right? The thing that you wear over hijab, your face? Hajab, hajab. Hajab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hijab was face. talked about so bad. Everybody was like, oh, what are those people doing? And what is that about? Honey, now, don't you know, I make me want to put it on and go out the house. Now. <laughs> so we'll all be wearing, like, men and women are wearing hijabs now. 
Okay, I'm about to talk about that. I'm about to do that. Stop. 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 Alex, that's I mean, what we need on the market, girl. <laughs> yes, we do. I look, I was just uh, uh, picturing that in my mind, like, hmm, how can we make that? <laughs> that's what I'm making. That's what I go out of the house with because the masks are irritating my face. Oh my I'm God! I'm breaking the out for the mask. Jack you up. I got a new dot on my nose because of the mask. So yeah. you can see how a lot of those Chinese look now. They are really, uh, they're messed up. You know, they're really light and they're messed up by those masks. Yeah. But they you have to wear them. I posted a picture of an ICU nurse and her face it's is broke, so out. broke out, red and irritated. Um, no, that was the one. Wasn't that the one with the African bitter? No, no. Uh-uh. I think that was, but you know, it's oh, so okay. many, Alex. It's so many posts right now. It's ridiculous. But this was somebody close to us that showed. And, and first of all, Sunny has a lot of nurses in her family. And people mm-hmm. are just posting. It, it's, it's a sad space. But we're going to have to get around this new normal because we're not going back to what we once were. Everybody never to let that go. It's not going to happen. So my one question to everyone is, I have a question to every to all our uh, the the people who are in the in the show. Do you know anybody personally who has died of coronavirus? Like personally? Yes. 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 yes, and I don't. Okay. Yes. But guess what, y'all? Ain't nobody. I don't know nobody in China that has it, but a whole bunch of people in USA. I don't know not one Chinese person. Only those who are in Wuhan. No one that I know has has the virus. No yes, one I know. Our conversation. My Alex, sister. Uh-huh. My sister ahead, lives now. in New York, and she is quarantined. She does not know anybody who has died of coronavirus. I live here in San Francisco. I know some doctors who got coronavirus, but they're healthy now. But I don't know anybody personally who has died of mm. coronavirus. So we also have to keep an eye on, like, is everybody who is dying of natural cause or something, they're calling it coronavirus? I think mm. a lot of that is also happening. As a doctor, I have been paying so much attention to this, like, you know, if you don't even know what coronavirus is, and so you are labeling every death as coronavirus. Everything. Oh, oh 89, yes. 89 years old actress died of coronavirus. This guy died of coronavirus. That woman died of coronavirus. So it seems like it's just a big kind of havoc, fear, which is being created with this coronavirus thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just hoping that if like something good comes because we need good in this world. I don't, I don't want to be dealing with this for the rest of, you know, this year. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at how many children they can't go to school. And uh, when, when this thing like started, Bill Gates was giving everybody free computers to the schools. Like, Hey, Mm -hmm. here's a, here's a laptop. And I was wondering like, why is that happening? Is this like a big plan already set? For for us to be part of this, and then every everybody who dies is dying of coronavirus. We don't know well, if they I died do, of coronavirus. I do think a lot of people are dying from it. I do think that there is some, you know, I, I think we were so ill and ill 
prepared and uninformed and and mm-hmm. misinformed. Okay, so I do think it is happening. However, I do think, and I said this from the beginning, that the panic would kill more people yes. than the, the actual fear. virus. Because yes. fear can bring on things that are not even there. The stress. The stress you know, I have asthma. Sonny and I both yes. have allergies. And so yes. if I'm not very careful, I can get worked up. Like right now, yeah. I can laugh too much and go into an yes. asthma attack. If I go into yes. an asthma attack, I could very well die if I don't take care of myself really quickly. So Absolutely. having said that, it does not mean that we're demeaning or downplaying this virus because it is here. Do I believe it was man-made? I most definitely do. Most 1,000% believe that this was man-made and implanted for economic and power sake. However, yeah, yeah. we do have to be really cautious to not minimize it, but at the same time still live. Yes. Like you said, there, there are is people a risk who are out surviving there. it. Yes. Yeah. yes. There's a risk out there, but we can't let it kill us. Like if we got right. it on in our head that we have, oh, my gosh, I have coronavirus, oh, my gosh, I have coronavirus, and we have some other underlying disease going on, then you're sure you're going to die. But if you keep yourself, if you eat good food, if you keep yourself healthy, if you keep yourself quarantined. I know I don't do that, so that means I'm dying today because I eat wrong. I have some macaroni, some some cornbread, corn cans, and some greens with some, uh, and there's some peach cobbler. Okay, thank you. You know what? We should all go to her house. But you gotta hope for all of us when this coronavirus thing is over. Okay, it's Sterling. It's going down, and I'm in LA. Come on down. Sterling was quiet. He don't went dark. He don't went dark web. Are you still with us, Sterling? Okay. So listen, guys. You guys, listen to this. One thing, real quick. Um, I yes. think that uh, they are not, they're saying everything is Corona just so that they can uh, take those bodies and get those organs. Have a good day. That's all I thought. That's all I'm thinking. Oh, Alex, that's a whole nother show. Because yeah. you do that's know they're selling body parts like crazy. That is all one day. of the hottest inhumane yep. markets. Yep. Wow. All over. Yep. That and, and, and human, human uh, sex trafficking. Yep. That's so it. I'm thinking it's for body parts. Mm. Wow, Alan. Look, mm. see how Dr. Wow. said we have to be thinkers, and we have to look yes. at this thing from all aspects. We cannot look at yes. any of this one and way. It is so much more to this thing, and we have to we ride it out yeah. intelligently. Yes, and we have to keep ourselves healthy, the most important thing. We have to keep our spirits up so that we don't get anything. We are not going to let coronavirus come near us. Alex, I'm going to ask you this before we tie out, because we're, we're almost at the end of our, our, our segment here. Alex, right. so what is the verdict for you as far as returning? Um, what do you suggest? Because I'm going to tell you what's so ironic. I have some constituents that are brokering deals in China, the businesses. And I, I just want to get from your still, feedback still right now, right now, so I want to ask you to just give a real honest answer to this question about uh, what is the outlook, because you've been doing business there, you've built relationships, mm-hmm. what is the real outlook 
Right. We were supposed to come over there while you were there and all of this stuff started happening. Mm-hmm. So what mm-hmm. is the real outlook about doing business in China? Do you feel mm. like – this is going to be a multi-question. Do you feel like mm. there is going to be a turning point now with the U.S. and China's interactions mm-hmm. of um, of uh, importing and exporting work yes. labor in China that's been affected, you know, because we, we depend yes. on China so much for manufacturing and things there. What do you yes. see as the scope of how things may change from the dynamic of all of this happening? I see that USA is in big trouble. Um, I think that we are going to uh, – okay, Japan has just bought their – they're paying their companies to come up out of China now. Uh, they're talking about the big five, uh, uh, China – uh, Vietnam, uh, they're talking about the big five merging and people that we can do uh, new business with. But uh, people mm-hmm. are taking their businesses out of China now. I think that USA, uh, Donald Trump is taking business from China. Uh, but, of course, his is a different motive because he's trying to uh, get – he's making it difficult to do imports, but right. he's – Making it in, uh, he he's making it difficult so that he can get and procure so all of the goods, so he yes. can get them and bring them over here and then sell them and then it'll be all for the white man. So I think it's it's bad. Uh, it's man. going to be all federally mandated. Federal is going to control everything that we buy in just one minute. But slowly USA will start putting back together manufacturing infrastructures. But how the heck long that's going to take? So we are going to have issues. Like for me, I don't even want to buy from China no more. But I got to buy some masks. And and like I'm selling these uh, medical supplies and stuff. So I don't even want to buy. Alex has masks. I got I got masks, gloves, goggles. I got all. I'm dealing now with medical supplies and brokers. I'm dealing with brokers, so I'm getting like major, major, uh, major deals with states and countries. Uh, uh, it's just it's really amazing. So this coronavirus has uh, brought about a change for me in my life. However, uh, after this, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't going back to China ever. You you can't pay me to go back to China, and I really I don't even want to do business with back. them. However, mm-hmm. but I do have wonderful friends there that ain't did nothing. You see, so it's like we can't right. be really saying, I, I will not support China because what about your friends? They, they're not prejudiced. You, you know, people are – so it's just the government and it's just the Chinese mentality. Uh, I would say 90% of the Chinese uh, – um, um, not, I would say 85% of the Chinese mentality sucks. And my fear, the worst fear that I have is for the mixed Chinese. It's for the Chinese yeah. and Africans. Because you know, y'all, y'all know that's why the Chinese don't like uh, Africans, right? Y'all know that, right? Because the Africans mm-hmm. down there are taking mm-hmm. their Chinese girls. Uh-huh. This is the reason. And, and, and I got that proof. I got some text. Uh, from some Chinese chat rooms um, talking, and, 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 and I translated them. That's what I'll be over here doing, translating stuff from Chinese to she, English. You went and took Chinese saying. while you were there. I was taking Chinese, yes. Uh, so I, I I didn't learn a lot. I do know how to say, you know, a lot of little, uh, 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 you know, words, just uh, normal casual words. But, of course, I don't know right. anything. But I use translation. So uh, mm-hmm. I translate what they say, and I'm like, oh my god! And then they want they want the niggers to go because they're messing yeah. with our yeah. Chinese girls. They're not leaving the Chinese girls for us. 
So they hate them. Even some of the taxi guys, some of the, uh, I was like, um, yeah, them taxi guys, them, um, when I get on the back of a motorcycle or the yep. moped, they tell me. Oh, you said the taxi. Yeah, taxi. Yeah, like the taxis. And uh, uh-huh. uh, and the mopeds, when you get on there, you know, sometimes I talk to some of the Chinese, and I'll translate because uh, most of them do not speak English. So you're translating with them, and they're asking me, did I come there for a Chinese husband? I'm like, no, I did not come here for a Chinese husband. He said, because all <laughs> the black men come here for a Chinese wife. I'm like, I know, mm-hmm. and they hate it. So I understand why they're doing it because their minds are very small and close, and they hate Let me her. They jealous too, of the black men. Huh? Right. Let me ask you this too, because I know in Thailand I have some clients who are who have become friends and family to, to us, as I've, I've I've had long-term uh-huh. relationships with them over ten years, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I know in Thailand you cannot buy real estate in Thailand unless you're from the country. So is China oh, wow. very much the same way? No, China lets you buy real estate, and that's why I had set up there because I was going to buy one of the uh, flats, and the flats were only going about fifty thousand dollars. And so, but you have to stay there. Fifty thousand U.S. Alex. Fifty thousand U.S. dollars. I was, I was. See, but you got to stay there two years before you got to invest or vest yourself for two years, and then they would take you seriously about doing, about buying. So you would spend like 30% down, uh, and then the rest they would finance you for only five years. But they do Mm -hmm. allow you. So it's really like they want you to have cash pretty much uh, when you come and purchase from there. But they did let you purchase there, and that's why I got excited about China. I'm like, they're coming over here to buy, so I'm going to go over there to buy. That's, but right. it's too right. late now. So, yeah. so with that being said, the people that are there and that are being put out of their homes, is they, do they own property too? Do some of them have no, been there they, for some time? Like, none of them own no property. You know, maybe a couple of businessmen do. But see, remember, we were dealing with uh, African and American and then a, a few white uh, teachers. Teachers are not business people, and they're not hustlers. A lot of them people sitting up, they've been sitting up there talking about, oh, I got to finish out the contract. I got to finish out my contract. It's like I, I can't go until they pay me all my money. And I'm like, them people ain't worried about paying you. Get you. So the teachers are not smart. <laughs> That's all I got to say. They they damn smart. Yep. Wow. Yep. And that's smart. I call them educated wow. fools. Yeah. Wow. So, so it's, it's, at this point, suck. do you think? So at this point, do you think that there's going to be a recovery for um, relationships, or do you think? I know you're saying that you won't do business in China, but do you foresee that um, the dynamic of most of the manufacturing, um, which is like because when they quarantine everybody, now that they open the country back up, are the Chinese back working now? It's about 60% of China working. Only 60% is working. Like if you see those videos with all them Africans, that's in the Guangzhou, Tongtong area. That's over in that district where most of them do business. Ain't nothing over there closed, I mean open, nothing. It might be one or two or three stores that's open around there. Uh, uh, most Any place where foreigners were is not open. So wow. I don't see... I don't see uh, China. I don't. I, I I know that the people there are going to be traumatized for life. So I know they ain't doing nothing with China. I, I know they're not going to mess with China if they can get out. What I do see and what I fear is China having uh, what are those called concentration camps. 
Yeah. With oh, wow. That's what I feel is fixing to happen. See, they bringing them out. They bringing them all out now. Once they all out and in the gathering, they're going to walk them. They're going to march them into a spot. Watch. So this is World War Three, Alice, would yeah. you say that? Yeah. This is okay. World War Three. Is that what war yeah. is? Well, it, that's it, it, yeah. what I feel. Yeah. It's a what chemical warfare. It's a different yep. war. It's a different kind yep. of war. We've had chemical wars, but we usually have had chemical wars during a time of actual physical you know, shoot them up, take over possession of land. This is a chemical warfare where, you know, it's almost like carbon dioxide. It's just it's just going into the system slowly, and the people who are in power are are dictating how it's played. Hmm. And it's happening yes. in every country. But see, when you have another country that's not a democracy, they get to to dictate how it happens. Indeed, and we have no say. Indeed. Well, all I say is that China gave forewarning, hey, we're going to close down. I mean, even when I was trying to get out, when I was getting out, um, the flights were, uh, they were, uh, they went sky high because I had, my original flight was for April. I was coming back for my birthday uh, in 10 days. So my original flight was from here, uh, but I didn't, I, I didn't know. So my, my ticket coming back was like uh, $1,600. I had already had another ticket, but I had to buy a ticket immediately. Uh, but a lot of, of the, a lot of the people wasn't able to buy their tickets to go home. So that was a, a, a lot of uh, reasons that people didn't leave. Uh, some of the people was a, a, the start of the new year. I know a few of the teachers had just paid off some student loans. They was about to start 2020, right? They like, okay, and then they were broke, and they knew that they were getting paid on that next month, and then payday never happened because most, a lot of those teachers wasn't getting paid, um, and a lot of them still aren't, aren't getting paid. I know a lot of friends right now that went broke uh, in China, and they are broke in China right now. One of my good African friends, he's from um, – He's from uh, Sierra Leone. He's down there like stuck. Uh, they put him out of his place already. I, I'm seeing it. And then he, he moved like four hours away uh, to another um, another state or another city. And now um, I'm like, I know it's coming now. It's coming. It's starting to move on up. It's going to move on up to the capital. But remember, y'all, Wuhan was China's capital. You know Wuhan was the capital of China. So oh, Wuhan, I did not know I that. that. Yes. Oh, Wuhan I didn't know the capital that. Of China. Yes. And look, so, you and you know, Wuhan, of course, had the largest uh, labs and all that right. good stuff, too. And we right. do know that Wuhan, the military was there in October and November. So that's why they're blaming uh, the USA, because uh, because the virus came out October and November. And mm-hmm. when it came out then, that's when the military was in. It didn't kick in until they didn't really start noticing until, you know, November, December. I do know people that were sick in November, December, and sick for months. So, Alex, when uh, you uh, said the military, was it U.S. military or the Chinese military? U.S. military was in Wuhan October and November. Now, they say that that virus walked into was U.S. Planted uh, walked from into U.S. Exactly. Yes. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Why were they virus. there? Why was U.S. military there in China? Why uh, was U.S. Was military? For, what was it? I forgot what it was for, but they were there. I forgot what it was for, but they said it was planted there, and that's why China is so mad. But why are they mad at Africa? They're supposed to be mad at USA. They're supposed to be getting Thank Americans. You. So it's really – I really don't know what China's doing, but 
at first I thought that USA did it. I was like, USA planted this so Donald Trump can jack up China's, China's economy mm-hmm. so that we could, uh, so he can win, you know, so, so he just wanted to mess China up and shut them down. But I think it kind of backfired. Or either it was a plan. They let it come over here to USA because they knew it was going to come. How is this going to be in China? And then you letting plane fools of thousands and thousands of Chinese come over here yes. every day. Thank you. And yes. you know and it's going to be. Yes, that's it. Yes. That's, right? It was a plan. I totally agree. It was, it was a, a plan. plan. Yeah, so now it's here. But that's why Trump is stalling because he wants this thing to spread around the USA first of so it can interfere with because the election. He wants to take economical control. Exactly. So that exactly. he can stay for another four years. We want to stay, right. and he wants to take the pharmaceutical market, him and the markets right. and Amazon. They fixing to get together and get crunk and redirect everybody's money from spending on what we used to spend on to spending only on necessities and on medical. Amazon. That's it. He wants to, that, that's it. Jesus. That's it. Yep. It, it's a trip. So I be seeing a lot, and I be vibing a lot. And and I don't know whether it's because I was there or maybe because God just gave me some discernment, but I did see this, you guys. I I didn't see the virus, but I did see um, China keeping or shutting down. I saw that. I saw that in my mind even before this happened. I'm like I I was I was scared to get stuck in China. And then my Chinese friends was like, oh, nothing's going to happen. Everything is good. But I see now that getting stuck doesn't happen overnight. That's why I was kind of feeling cool. I knew it wasn't going to happen overnight where they just shut down the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, but it did take only about two months. It took about 66, 67, 65 days for them to shut it down. So I saw it coming and we saw, we saw it coming and we saw it coming to America. America was sitting over here like, ah, that's China. Oh, you see that China stuff? You sounded like President Trump thinking it wasn't going to happen to us. I'm like, how it ain't going to happen to us? How is we dumb? I just want, you have to put Ebony Finn on that. How is we dumb? (laughs) Right. And how did we figure that it wasn't going to come when we didn't contain the border? Exactly. And Alex, are you familiar with a book? We talked about this before you came on. Are you familiar with a book that has been circulating about Dean Coop that wrote this book, The Shadow of Darkness, and spoke about the Wuhan virus back in 1981? I heard about it, but I sure want to read it. I sure want to read it. I haven't got I, my I hand just... on a copy of it. But, Alex, when I tell you, you have brought some insight, which is what we were hoping that you were going to be able to yes. chime in. Yes. You brought a lot of insight and awareness yes. and education uh, to I this love... program today. Yeah, I love Alice. Thank you so much. Now I'm Thank so you. much more informed about China because you were there and you brought all this information. We 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 want to thank you for that. Well, I appreciate y'all for having me and let me vent because I be need I do be need some vent sessions. You know, like because I be devastated every day. Yes. Every day I'm yes. devastated at seeing what's going on and and just knowing people there. And I think it just hurts me because I know people there. And it's devastating, and and they can't leave. And then they were thinking that it wouldn't happen to them. Like, oh, it's only for mm-hmm. the Africans. And now one mm-hmm. guy in the group, he was like, uh, "Did anybody get locked into their apartment? They came to my place uh, yesterday and told me to stay in. And 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 then they put a camera up and a buzzard on my door. And he said, and I'm American. I'm like, so this wow. is outside of yeah. the door. They putting the alarms inside. They putting cameras inside of their homes and alarms on their door. So if they open their door, you're going to be in trouble. 
Mm. And if you violate their uh, their laws, you're going right to jail, period. I'm sure it's a lot of Africans in jail right now in China. I'm sure. Wow. Yep. Well, you know what? One of the things that I want to say, um, because I know we're just about to go off, I think it's important that we have all of this information so that we – we can really be aware of what may or may not happen here in America. But until yep. and or if, what, one of the things that we have to do in order for us to survive this is, one, not wait on the government. Two, hmm. we have to be supportive of each other. So many of yep. us have closed businesses. We have had to shut down temporarily. And some may yep. never recover in the same way That's that right. we went in. So whatever businesses that we have or whatever food we have or clothing or whatever that we can do, whatever resources that we have, we have to be each other's keepers at this point. If we have a business, we all, you know, we're all on this show right now. All of us have some form of business, you know, whether it's $20, $100, a mask, or, you know, lipstick, Mm -hmm. or, or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, uh, online show that we can watch Doc Z's films, which are amazing, by the way, you know, a radio mm-hmm. advertisement, whatever it is, guys, we have to pool our money together, the money that we do have and the resources that we do have. We have to really circulate yes, so that our economy does not drop to the degree that nothing is of value. Because Indeed. the only way a dollar is valuable is for us to attach it to something that we feel is valuable, not the money itself. Money means nothing. That's why you can see people throw money out of the window, and it matters not because there is no value. It is the mask that's valuable. It's the lipstick. It's the film. It's the advertisement. It's the, you know, whatever it is that you're selling or that you're offering Mm -hmm. to your client. And your client now is the entire world because we're all in the same boat. In order Absolutely. for us to survive, we have to support each other in this moment until well, and or if our government here in the U.S. does the right thing and supports the, we the people. Okay, so that's, that's that my awesome. encouragement right now is that find businesses and let's support each other. Let's not, you know, go way to another state to support somebody when we have people right here that we can say, oh, I can buy that from. Or that's if true, I don't have true. the finances, I can at least share the information so that somebody who is in position can support. And then that's we need true. to be uplifting to those people yes. who are having to work. We're saying, you know, we're calling out nurses and doctors and by all means, they are doing an amazing job. But there are so many people who the truck driver, I don't know if you guys can hear outside of our place right now, the truck, the, the um, trash, people trash company is here. Suppose if the trash mm-hmm. man didn't come pick up the trash right now. Can you imagine everybody that's sitting home and no trash is being picked up? We have exactly. to be kind to people who we always thought didn't matter. Now, not me, because I've always said, wow, Thank God for the person who picks up the church. Thank God for the person who cleans up the bathroom. I've always been that type of person. But we have to be supportive in ways that maybe we missed sometime before this happened. Support in resources and finances. Support in love and encouragement. Support in any way possible um, right now because we need kindness and love and support more than anything, but we also need to be able to buy groceries (laughs) (laughs) or or masks or whatever. 
Yes. Yes, it did. Well, that's my well, closing remarks. Well, well I want to say that. That would be awesome. Well, yes, thank you guys. so much. Uh, I just wanted to thank the hosts and uh, Alice for the wonderful information from China. And thank you so much for making me part of this conversation and stay in oh. touch. And love will win. And if you guys need anything, please feel free to uh, call me or chat with me. Uh, you have many resources to get in touch with me. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so and much. Dr. Alex and Dr. Thank Z, thank you guys so much for being a part of this program and today and um, everybody you. sharing the insight. I want to, um, like Jazzy said, just kind of just share with everyone to make sure you stay connected with us on Live Mouth Radio, L-O-U-D-D-M-O-U-T-H, one of your favorite um, podcast app from iHeart to TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever you can get to, you can go directly to our our website and follow this content and the show. If you heard um, any part of this broadcast, maybe midstream or toward the end of the stream, you can archive the show and hear it in its entirety 24-7 on demand. Once you come off air, you'll be able to archive the show. And um, I want to encourage those who are, um, you know, in, in their homes trying to be safe. If you have a business to connect with us, I'm very excited about um, the rebrand and the relaunching of some, some very important aspects of Loudmouth, which I'll be sharing that insight going into next week. Um, but Alex, uh, Doc Z, those who are on social media, if you guys would like our page on Loudmouth Radio Network, and let's just stay in touch and, and, and stay accountable. Um, it's so important that conversations like these are had. And Alex, you are um, so grateful that you were able to share as much because you were on the ground there and you still connected. Um, yes. And so don't be surprised we'll come back to you and, and try to get more updates because this is a worldwide situation. This is not yes, an isolated is. thing. That's right. This is this is a serious situation. Um, a lot of people yes. really don't know how to navigate it. Um, I was just saying earlier, a friend of ours was saying, and she made a very good point on social media, and she said, have you guys noticed that TMZ or other newscasts have not, been bringing forth coverage, and huh. they normally TMZ or something like that, CBS, ABC, all your major newscasts, and all of those things are typical typical about coming in and speaking uh, or showing um, that yeah they're on location. And so I was like, well, you know, the HIPAA law, blah blah blah. No, we have seen CNN on the ground in in war. You know what I mean? Doing yeah. uh, hurricanes and all that. So that's not an excuse. If you notice, everything is the center point on the White House and his steady, ridiculous broadcasts and press conferences. They tried to silence Dr. Fossey initially because he was not allowing just all of the foolishness to, to just be said and not the fullness of the entirety of different things. And now you're starting to see other outlets take conventional measures of broadcasting from their homes and from Facebook and all of those other things. So, guys, my advice is to try to seek out and, and funnel through some of the mud. I know there's a lot of speculation and a lot of things that's not clear. Um, but hopefully, you know, for us, this is why we took the time to, to bring this broadcast today. We've been quiet for a few weeks because it was just happening so fast and things were not yeah. clear. And so, yeah. uh, Alex, thank you so much. Um, Dr. Z, thank you from a medical perspective for having your insight. 
um, Sterling and, and Jazzy, thank you guys so much for just having your opinionation about the things and, and the sincerity of your feelings, emotions, and your mental state. Because really right now, that's going to be my outcry is to check in on people. Um, everybody's not okay with being, you know, isolated to their homes or not going to their yeah. jobs or not interacting with their friends and neighbors and things of that nature that they normally would. And this is really a new adjustment. And so, um, yeah, I just want to thank everyone for tuning in and, uh, you know, just wish everyone to have the rest of their Friday to be an amazing day and a, a fantastic Friday, right? Yes, so, indeed. Yes. So, guys, thank you all so much, and, and, and we look forward to speaking to you guys soon. Thank you. Have a great day, you guys. You too, darling. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I muted my own self out. <laughs> But I wanted to tell everyone to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Live Mouth Radio. Um, and, and we're going to conclude this broadcast today. And thank you so much for all those who have tuned in and listened in. And uh, definitely we'll open the door for you guys to be um, a part of our broadcast as well as media partners. I just wanted to give you a, a quick update that one of the reasons why uh, some of the news media that ha- has not been out covering uh, certain things is because they've elected not to cover <laughs> some of the foolishness at the White House. But just in, um, it appears that CNN and MSNBC has been um, barred from the pandemic briefing at the White House. Oh, I wonder why. Yeah. Anyway. Has begun, so, right? I wanted to say that. The real okay. Has Bye, begun. y'all. Okay. Well, guys, thank y'all so much. And um, like I said, we're going to uh, conclude this beautiful broadcast and just tell everyone to continue to be safe. We love you guys. Thank you to all our media partners. Um, definitely want to uh, continue to uh, bring forth all of the best business partners that we can. If you are interested in becoming a media partner and link your messages of your business to her, I do suggest that you reach out to us on Live Mouth Radio and go to our contact page and shoot us an email. And this is the most important time of any. Do not sit back. I know that a lot of people have had to adjust with their businesses, um, doors being shut, but you do not have to be a complete shutdown business. There's people that are still buying and, 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 and supporting local businesses. So, um, Make sure you reach out to us and become a part of the network of Live My Radio. We love you guys. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network.